Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott right here on the Max Wagers Network. Good to be here. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up just one show here on the Max Wagers <laughs> Network. We're happy to be here, happy to be part of the family. So, uh, yeah, how's, there, how's your day going? How'd your day go yesterday? What's going on, buddy? Overall, pretty good. Uh, yesterday, ended up having a nice winning day. And on top of that, my Nets actually looked really good on national television. So we're going to talk about that game in a little while. I don't know if you had any takeaways from it, but I had a great time for about three hours during that game. Yeah, they looked they looked very good. Very, very good Nets team. Um, so much for the big James Harden uh, revenge game, huh? Uh, well, I mean... It was the Seth Curry revenge game. That's what it turned into, right? Yeah, exactly. J.C. Stone in the house. What's yeah. up, J.C.? Brandon Kubas is here. Uh, oh, Brandon wants to know if you're getting a drink in, in Vegas. Are you going to Vegas? I think he asked yesterday, uh, and I forgot to get to it. Actually, yes. I have it. I actually am planning on booking everything tonight, so okay. I will be doing my best to be there, but I actually just got a, uh, I forgot what it's called, a Venmo debit card, I think. So I'm going to probably use that to pay for it. Okay, cool. Well, I don't think we needed all the details on how you're breaking down the payments, but No, I think the, uh, my point is that I, for some reason, have just never gotten it. So now I have access to, like, funds that I just haven't been using. Right. So it's like, all right, I guess I might as well splurge a little bit, right? There you go. There you go, buddy. It's like accidentally finding a couple hundred bucks in, like, your jeans pocket that you haven't worn in, like, I don't know, a year. I get that. I was I was cleaning out my desk. I I found four hundred bucks in there uh, when I when I moved from my from my house to my apartment. Like I don't even That's know. the point. It's like what do you do? Do you save the money that you randomly found or do you randomly spend it? You oh, probably I, randomly spend it because you didn't know you had it. Absolutely. That's free money right there, so, buddy. So there you go. So I'm probably gonna end up spending it. Cool. Uh James Mounts, Illinois shit the bed. Yeah, it's all always nice to lose my play of the day before we come on the air. That's just saves so much fucking time as the uh uh, you know, that's why, that's why I didn't like him against the spread. I, I knew you were I, stepping in on uh, Chris King's turf. Yeah. Well, I, was, I got parlay fever, man. I got a fever and the only answer is more, more parlays. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. So thanks for joining us here today, guys. Don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Max Wagers Network. And of course, still got our great deal going on with our folks, uh, our fine folks over there at BetMGM. Man, if you haven't taken advantage of that yet, you, you got you got to do it. You got to do it. It is such a great deal. Scott, you were saying that you got to do it in every state, right? Yes, yeah, so it was actually kind of a fun discovery by me. So, of course, when baseball season, I should have done it already, but when baseball season was officially back on track, so to speak, right? I immediately turned to BetMGM because, as we know, those uh, you know those team totals aren't going to bet themselves. So, I was already getting some money into an account. But I had an account in New Jersey, not in New York. So I figured they would just let me switch the state, keep the account, and I could just gamble whatever. Not quite. BetMGM made me create a new account for New York, which is actually good because I was eligible for the $1,000 uh, risk-free bet, right. which I did not think I was going to be eligible for. So I'm pretty sure that depending on which state you're in, if you go to just a different state, you could just have a bunch of risk-free $1,000 bets. Yeah, that's potentially. A, it's the way it sounds to me. That's then that's, that's, a, my, that's my understanding, at least. Yep, that's the way it works. $1,000 risk-free bet, whatever state you happen to be in. 
And of course, the way that works, if you win, you win. It's like you made a thousand dollar bet and you won a thousand bucks. If you lose, they make it good. It's like it never happened. It's just a. Uh, it's just. It, I think I might have a backup plan where if I end up losing the play for a thousand bucks, I might just sprinkle it on a bunch of different teams to win the tournament. There you go. And I'll just get enjoyment out of it because you can make an argument. It's not the, of course, the most positive EV play. To just start gambling on futures with some free bets. But to be honest, if I'm going to watch the tournament every day, which I'm going to, I might as well have something on it. Okay. And if I have to spend the, the money in six days before they vanish from my account, I'll be willing to make it worth my while for the tournament. You know I'm in the middle of an ad read, right? <laughs> yeah. I know you are, but I'm talking about all of this is on BetMGM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, super sly in the house. Big X is here. <laughs> anyway, BetMGM. It's cool. You should check it out. You can get I'll be using it. That Scott will be using it extensively, yeah, apparently. And they're also doing the cool thing on the NBA where if you bet at least 10 bucks on any NBA game, uh, you win two hundo. Man, you get to, if anybody makes a three-pointer. So I, I almost said it automatically. So it's not quite automatic because that would be illegal. They can't really do that. But you got to make it some sort of incentive, and the incentive is to make a three-pointer. Of course, available only where BetMGM is legal in your state. You must be a 21 to play, and uh, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So, very good. Tim Earl in the house. What up, Tim? Uh, J.C. Stone, <laughs> Scott is a great... Wait till baseball season starts. You think he's a great spokesman for BetMGM now? Wait till baseball season starts, and we get these team totals. My God. Remember last year, we talked about moving somewhere where they had BetMGM. <laughs> Just to play All the, I remember the team totals. Is that Lazardo was pitching about every fifth or sixth day, and the team totals for the other team were like four and a half at plus one twenty, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And they would have five runs by the fifth inning. Yeah, it was just really a never-ending cycle for about three money. Yeah, a couple months. Lazardo picked it up late, but yep, especially with alternative team totals, there's a lot of good prices. Yep, absolutely right. You guys on both channels? I hope so. If somebody's watching this on Winners and Winers YouTube, uh, tell us. And if somebody's watching it on Max Wagers, because supposedly they have it set up, I pushed all the right buttons. I'm looking at them right now. Scott, you can verify as well that I have all the correct buttons pushed. We have, should have all the channels open. I um, see that we are on Max Wagers, and we are not on Winners and Winers, but it says it's scheduled. What? I don't Whatever that means. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, congratulations, all the people watching us on the Max Wagers Network, just part of all the, the great lineup. Have you listened to all the shows yet, Scott? You should. You absolutely should. At uh, at noon Eastern time, it's Midday Money with Sean Higgs, good cat, a lot of good information there. And, of course, our friend Allie Burns uh, does her show Morning Wood every day at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then... Of course, it's, uh, you know, the king, the king of parlays on a, on a mon monster run doesn't do it justice that on the Chris King and Jim Williams Just Parlay show. And then, of course, it's us. And today, on Fridays, it's just us and Chris doing NASCAR. So stay tuned for that. Vroom, vroom at about four o'clock. And then we close it up with Game Time Decisions. It's got Nick, Tim, and Lenny. They're uh, getting it done there. We had Detroit Lenny on our Super Bowl preview show. Good cat as well. A lot of good hockey info there. Uh, Last-minute adjustments and goalie changes and things like that. So check out our whole lineup here on Max Wagers Network is what I'm saying to you. Tim's on uh, Max Network. Yep, everybody's on Max Wagers. Okay, well. I clicked the button. I'm <laughs> hoping that potentially 
turned it on for winners and whiners, but we'll we'll see. Jim, if you're still out there, we're still riding the struggle. Bus, I, I clicked the button and like the winners and whiners logo like popped up. So maybe. Okay. Oh, that's a good know. that's a good sign. Okay. All right. Uh, I was just I was a little worried because I didn't see the logo there. I just saw the the W. So anyway. Good to be here. Uh, good, big night for me, Scott. I'm going to go to a concert. Uh, it's the first concert I've been to since August. Since I went to see Garth Brooks first week in August. I'm going to go. Sick. I'm going to go see uh, Flogging Molly at the Truman yeah. at the Truman here in Kansas City. So, oh, you told me about them. Like, yeah, a couple weeks. Ago. Uh, great Irish band. Fantastic. Best. Uh, if you like Dropkick Murphy, uh, probably like Flogging Molly as well. It's, it's a great time. I've seen them. I've seen them. I don't know, a dozen times, whatever, a bunch of times. They're they're fantastic. So. Are you a guy who gets a decent amount of beer at concerts, or you're just there for the music? No, I'm just there for the music. I I, I used to be. I, I just I just don't care about drinking anymore. I just I don't like the effects. Any I've I drank enough alcohol for three or four people in my lifetime, and for the last uh, five eight years, I, I'm done with it. I don't care. So this is a fun twist. Apparently, according to Tim Earl, we're on picks and parlays. So okay, hi, cool. All How's right, it going? we're all over the place. Yeah. Welcome everybody. Welcome the P and P people, the Max Wagers people, of course the uh, the winners and winners people as well. So Scott, let's get to it. Let's talk about what happened yesterday, man, because there is a lot of stuff going on. Of course, it's conference conference tournament week. We kind of figured that would be the case, but let's uh, let's find it. Let's let's make it official, shall we? Uh, of course, guys, don't forget to uh, to like and subscribe, ring that bell. You know all the whole drill. And now you got new channels to do it. So if you haven't subscribed to Max Wagers Network yet. Please do that because this is where we're, uh, ultimately we're probably going to be spending most of our time. So yeah, make sure you make sure you subscribe to the Max Wagers Network. Let's see if we can get to fourteen grand there too. That'd be cool, right? Looking okay. forward to it. Right. I, I forgot how close we are—a couple hundred out, I think. From fourteen grand, yeah, we just went. Well, past, that was that was for winners and winers. Yeah, so. thir- th- we just went past thir- thirteen eight uh, yeah. today, as a matter of fact. So. All right, buddy. Let's talk about let's talk about yesterday when all my troubles seem so far away. It's the what is this Friday? It's the Friday edition. Holy shit! TGIF, everybody! Congratulations, you made it to Friday, and now uh, it's time to call the cops. All right, very good. Let's start off. Uh, not surprisingly. In the conference tournaments of the NCAA basketball season, Michigan on the money line. If you had them, you were in great shape with 11.03 left. They led by 17. Oh, Jawan Howard. Come on, buddy. Should have punched somebody because Indiana closed the game on a 31-9 run. hoo Michigan loses by five. See you later, alligator. Wouldn't want to be you right there. Brutal. And looking at... A similar collapse, if you had Texas on the money line against TCU, they led by 18 points at the half. And the reason why that's important is because TCU only scored 20 points in the first half. So it seemed like they weren't going to be able to make up that deficit. And then the second half started, and Texas forgot how to play basketball. They got outscored 43-20 to in the second half. Texas lost by five. Brutality. Brutality. And finally... Moving on to the ACC, you had Boston College, Miami of Florida under 139. If if you know the drill, you know the drill by now. Fuck, it's overtime. They were 65-65 at the end of regulation. They didn't score much in overtime, but they scored enough to beat you. They said, oh, if you had under 139, this game landed 140. 
You were thinking you had a chance. Oh, silly rabbit. No, wins aren't for you. I will give Boston College props, though, because they were so bad in the regular season, and they almost won the first two games of the tournament. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. They tried. You know, they're just not very good. They were uh, capital A atrocious is what they were during the regular season. They were, season. and then they turned into, you know, this team's watchable. That was mm-hmm. kind of my takeaway from Boston College the last couple of games. Fair enough. Well, there was some good news out there, and these are the people that uh, had those nice, easy victories. You might follow. Uh, you might have followed our... Uh, or bet the farm play, or maybe you followed uh, Chris King and his parlays. But whatever it was, you had nice, easy winners. You had one of those. Uh, you had one of those bets where you're kissing your ticket. Yeah, you know, you, know, you ever have those, Scott? You ever kissed your uh, ticket? Have I ever kissed my ticket? <laughs> I don't know because I I don't really have that many physical copies of tickets. Right. But yes, right. I believe maybe once or twice. Fair enough, because you know you know when you're when you're kissing your ticket, there's no question because you're sitting. Yeah, my friends and I used to go to Pennsylvania. I think we used to go to parks on occasion because it was legal over there, but not legal in New York yet. Gotcha. So we'd have the occasional road trips. Those I believe we would have actual like printed out tickets. So yep. I might have kissed a ticket or two. There you go. All right, you must have been sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one in hockey, if you had the Avalanche and the Hurricanes under six and a half goals, you had no goals in the first 40 minutes. So you're in pretty good shape, and the game ended two to nothing. And then it went to overtime, and they scored seven. What? No, that's not. No, just two nothing. There you go. One team didn't score. (laughs) And if you had Iowa minus the Neener, you were in uh, pretty good shape there against Northwestern. They led by 33 at halftime. You're like, I How think- do you give up 64 points in the first half? You don't play much defense, Scott. That's how you do it. <laughs> that's... that's more than three points a minute for a team. Yep, for a team, buddy. Okay, that's just great. That's uh, just great. They end up winning by 36. I think Northwestern was uh, smart enough because they are smart. Uh, so they were smart enough to go, yeah, we can't win this. Uh, yeah, they beat Nebraska and went home. Yep, that's pretty much what happened. And looking at the last one, if you had the Jayhawks, minus nine against West Virginia. Rock Chuck. You led by 22 points at halftime, and you ended up winning by 24. The fun side note, uh, Bobby Huggins lasted about 10 minutes because he got ejected. Bobby, Bobby, what are you doing, buddy? That was the West Virginia team I thought was going to show up the day before against K-State. That's that's. Yeah, it turns out Kansas is a little bit better than Kansas State. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Eh, a little bit. Well, I saw all the banners that said we own the we own Kansas, so I, I thought it was the Wildcats. That's that was the best thing to come out of that case. They didn't even basketball. They meant like the deed to the <laughs> we found the deed in the, the safe state. deposit box. We uh we they were lucky enough not to win that game because they had to face KU yesterday, and that mm. probably wouldn't have gone well again. Would have so. been fun though for betters. I mean, we would have had Kansas. Mm, <laughs> yeah, probably because you'd have had or at least the over. You'd have had the KU and the K-State fans in the same place. That would have uh, probably ended poorly, you know. I'll tell you what, you know, you got rivalries up in your end of the in your neck of the woods. But when you talk about Missouri, Kansas rivalries, when you talk about one state went into another state's town and like burned it to the ground and killed everybody in the Civil War, there's some real animosity there. And they started playing that series like 30 years after the Civil War was over. So um, there's some there's some bad blood between Missouri and Kansas, and I think it bleeds over into K State a little bit. It's just it's ugly around here, buddy. And that's what I'm saying to you. Hey, let's talk about this. We, you know, we, sometimes we get going on stuff and we forget to do these, but we absolutely we have to talk about this. And we actually teased it yesterday because it had already happened by by Showtime. But 
we got a rant about this. Let's find out who is the Friday edition TGIF, everybody. Thank God it's time for the donkey of the day. Maybe donkey of the month here, Scott. Take it away, buddy. So for this one, we mentioned it yesterday, but we're going to mention it again. It was Syracuse senior guard Buddy Beheim. Now, if you remember, Syracuse played against Duke. That was actually very competitive. I believe it was a tie game with about three minutes to go. However, Beheim, I think you'd agree, is the best player on the team. Would you agree with that? I think so. So he did not play because he got suspended after punching a Florida State player in the first round game. Now, there's a couple of layers to unpack to unpack here. First of all, he's the senior leader. So it's a stupid move on his part to get suspended for potentially the final game of the regular season. Second of all, Syracuse almost won the game without their best player. So I think you can make a serious argument if Beheim plays. Do you think Syracuse wins? Yeah, much better shot, yeah. I think they got a pretty good shot to win the game. And third of all, which could be the worst part of it, he's a senior. They lost the conference tournament. There's no guarantee Syracuse is going to a postseason tournament because they are below 500. So that might be the last game of his entire college career. Could be the last game of his basketball career. I think one team would give Bayheim a shot in the summer league. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He... So it's really just a, a lot of different. That's got Italy written all here. over it. But when your last action ever as a player at a program, as one of the best players of the program in the last decade, is getting suspended for punching somebody in the ACC tournament, that's a pretty awful final note. Would you agree? Well, yeah. And did you want to bring up the, the one more point about who he is? He's the coach's son. He's the coach's son. Come on. My God. What does that say about your ability to, to instruct your children when they blow up like that on the court? Also, I'll answer my own question. Thank you. It says that you suck as a father. Sorry. That's the way it works. If you, if you can't instill the basics, if you can't teach the basics of decorum and how to act in a public atmosphere like that... There's also a sucker punch. You suck. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You hit him. He in completely the st- just hit him. It was a, a him what, st- though. Hit him in the stomach, right? From a boxing perspective, decent rib shot. Body blow. I've seen, I've Body seen blow. Worse rib shots. Body right? blow. You remember that yeah. game? Yeah. But of course. Um, but still, it's just one of those situations where, as a senior leader and potentially your final game ever, you can't cost your team the entire postseason run. Agree. Zach Vaughn saying uh, Syracuse players always act like whiny crybabies when I watch. So does it fucking Bayheim. Yeah, I agree. Detroit Lindy says, stop it and hit the like button. Don't forget to like and subscribe and ring the bell on Max Wagers Network. Damn right. Detroit Lindy, fine human being right there. And and damn good handicapper. So make sure you check out uh, uh, Game Time Decisions with uh, Detroit Lindy and his pals over there. We're going to be right after our NASCAR show uh, today. Uh, every other day, it's uh, right after this show. If you uh, have an extra hour to kill, it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. So, uh, Brandon, I'd say it was a pretty good shot. Uh, it was really a weird spot where like the ball went in the hoop. I think it was for a free throw, and he was trying to box somebody out. And walking back, he just decided to hit him with a rib shot. I don't really know why. The guy hit the ground. I don't think he made the 10 count, so I think Beheim might have hit him with a knockout blow, but... The ref yeah, stopped it, nice it early. Shot. I don't know why he did it, but it was really stupid. Zach Vaughn said all the talk about parenting. How about K- Coach Kid's Coach K's grandson with the DUI? 
I don't know if I really roast grandparents. Uh, they got more of a pass because you're getting more influence from other people. But yeah, that's not that's not ideal either. Uh, it's you know, not hey, ideal, but to be honest, in college, I did a lot of, let's just say, drinking before I was supposed to. I'm not blaming my grandparents for that. <laughs> like, that was all me. Dude, you know, I, I, I will admit I've had a somewhat checkered past, and I have a DUI on my record. But it was, I was like, I was like 22, and Uber didn't exist. You know, nowadays that, that Uber is here, if you're going to, I have no sympathy at all for anybody that drinks and drives. None. None. Either have that's a thing. I, I have never gotten behind the wheel of a car while drinking, but that's also because I personally think it's stupid. I'm always curious when it comes. I mean, I'm not going to go into a full on parenting question here, but I am curious how much when the kid actually joins college or, you know, gets older, how much of it is instilled values and how much of it is common sense? Because I feel like common sense told me don't get behind the wheel of a car if you've been drinking. And yet a lot of people just don't have common sense, you know, you, well, it's, it, they kind of go together because you teach your kids how to use and develop their common sense. You, you teach, okay. you, te that. you teach them what to look for experiences and things like that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go down too far in the parroting weeds, but I'm just, I, I'm just ashamed of Bayheim, which, you know, what are you going to do? It's honestly not that common these days with the college kids. I agree, Max. Uh, it shouldn't be. I'm not you sure. Just pick up any car that's like you yeah. know, people waiting to pick you up like a block away. Yeah, my my kids and they use me uh, because three of my four kids are still in town, and I tell them, I fuck, I don't care to this day. Some of them are a couple, you know, almost thirty. I don't care uh, if you guys need a ride, I'll come get you. And my, my son has done. I've got I've gone and got my kid and his buddies like uh, two or three times, and that's fine. I, I'm happy to do it. Happy my to parents told me that in high school as well. Or like, if you're drinking, call us. We'll pick you up. I'm like, all right, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, common sense is a flower that does not grow in everyone's garden. I agree. Throwing, but I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Like, I feel like common sense told me, you know, if you're not exactly well equipped to drive, don't drive. And yet other <laughs> people just do it all the time. I I, I don't know. If you, if you go to Walmart or somewhere, or pick somewhere else if you like Walmart, I don't care. But if you see two morons... You can guess that if they have a kid, that kid's going to be a moron too. Just remember, if you think if that you have average intelligence, think how many that means fifty percent of the people on the planet are dumber than you. Yep. Keep that in mind. That's a, that's a, that's a Carlin bit, and that's that's so funny, and it's so true, absolutely true. So, hey man, let's talk a little sports betting. What do you say? Um, what do you got cooked up for today? What do you like? Of course, we got our favorite play on Bet the Farm. Make sure you. Uh, Stick around and check that out. Scott, um, this Virginia Tech team, kind of lucky to be there. North Carolina laying two and a half. Is that a short number? Well, North Carolina, of course, ended my, I can't even say dream run, but I had a fun Virginia ticket there to win the ACC. I believe they scored 13 points in the first half. And I have to call out Ken Palm here because <laughs> I respect Ken Palm. He's, you know, he's done great for me over the years. There is no way Virginia is a top 70 offense in the country, <laughs> according to efficiency. Not this there country. There is no way. They so, some country. Half against North Carolina. <laughs> they went scoreless for eight-plus minutes against Navy earlier this season. Ken Palm, I'm calling you out. There is no way Virginia's top 70 in offensive efficiency. Oh, Check yeah. the numbers. Maybe you forgot to carry a three. You forgot to make a number negative. I don't really know what happened there. But there is no way Virginia is a top 70 offense. Anyway, to go back to this game, 
Virginia Tech has been playing a lot better. But the issue you run into, which happened in the regular season, Virginia Tech is extremely undersized. And with Baycott and with the multiple just big men that North Carolina have, Virginia Tech should get killed on the glass. Now, they are the better shooting team. I They will try to slow the pace down, which definitely should help North Carolina. I mean, it should help uh, Virginia Tech keep it close if they slow the pace down. But I really do expect North Carolina to just dominate on the glass. I think I'm going with North Carolina. I agree. Tim Tim likes Virginia Tech on the money line. I would say that if you if you like Tech, go ahead and play the money line plus one twenty nine. Correlated for me. I think if I was going to take Virginia Tech, I would take the under. Okay. Because North Carolina wants to run. If Virginia Tech can limit the possessions by just draining the clock, I do think that they can force a lower scoring game that they should cover. But for me. It's really tough to go against a team when you know they're going to win the rebounding battle by 10 to 15. Oklahoma North Carolina should win the rebounding battle by 10 to 15. Oklahoma catching seven and a half from Texas Tech. I don't know, man. I got I got nothing really. Uh, this this Oklahoma team, I, I didn't like them. Uh, they have played decent basketball lately. They kind of the kind of three non-factor teams, but they uh, they beat Baylor last night. So. Uh, is the Great run, win for them, by the way. Is the run over? Of course, of course, Texas Tech, they did okay against Iowa State, too. I, I had to watch both of those games. Just Iowa State scored, what, 36 at home against Oklahoma State and then scored 41 in the first round of the conference tournament? Yep, 41, yep. Yeah, not good. Texas Tech's a team that I still think is a dark horse to win the title. And I know they're undefeated at home and they're not very good on the road, which is concerning. But Texas Tech defensively, Numero uno in Ken Palm. They are the best defensive team in the country. So I do think they should be able to force Oklahoma into some really ugly possessions. I think I'm going to stay away from the side, though. I like the under. It's at 125, but both teams really love to slow the pace. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, with uh, the former Loyola coach, also loves to play extremely slow in the half court. I just don't see many possessions. You? Last five gone under, buddy, and uh, you want to you want to get me involved in a uh, Texas Tech t- a game with a, a total at one twenty five? Yeah, I'll play that. I, I just I'm just saying I'm looking at a spot where I'm not going to compare it exactly to the North Texas game today, which landed seventy something. Jesus, for the entire game, both teams combined seventy something points. Yes. But I do question if this game's going to look a little bit like Fresno last night, where both teams are good defensively. They drain a bunch of clock, and you see a game that lands somewhere in the 90s or hundreds. I think 125 is a bit too high. Virginia Commonwealth minus four over this Richmond Spiders team. You know, this is a this is the, a Richmond team that uh, about every time they they put up a stinker and you you go to write them off, they come back and they win. You know, three or four, four or five, whatever. So. Um, they had a nice win over Rhode Island. Uh, of course, VCU. Uh, Rhode Island's not very good, right? No, they're they're low average, I would say. I'm pretty sure they lost first round yesterday to Fordham, I believe. Who did? Rhode Island. Um, or did they beat Duquesne? I think they beat Duquesne. Actually, I take it back. Uh, maybe in the first round, yeah. Yeah, the first round. I think they beat Duquesne barely, that's, but that's Rhode Island. Very good. Duquesne, one of the few teams that Rhode Island can make fun of. 
Yes, that is true. Um, you like some points with the Spiders here, buddy? I do not. Okay. Uh, VCU is a team that I liked a lot more earlier in the year. It seemed like once conference play fully got underway, they were clearly the, I'd say, third best team in the conference. Yeah. Maybe second, but I'd say third. I personally think Bonaventure ceiling is higher than VCU's. They were still 21-8, and eight, so they were still pretty good this season. But Richmond, I've mentioned it before. I mentioned it when we had Allie on our show. Richmond's a team that when you want them to step up for a big game, they seem to always no-show. Or at least they'll keep it close and they fall apart down the stretch. This seems like one of those spots. I think Richmond keeps it close for a half. I think VCU turns up the defensive intensity. And I think eventually VCU wins by six. Give okay. or take. Very good. You know, I will I will say this. The last three meetings between these two teams, Richmond has shot 24%, 18.2%, 15.8% downtown. VCU's defense just puts the absolute clamps down every especially, single time. Especially on the perimeter. No, no, yeah. no, no question about it. And, of course, VCU... Uh, you know they're pretty much going to dominate the boards in that one as well. So yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. the, I'll take uh, the Ra- the Rams there. It's tough to go against the Commonwealth. Uh, it really is. Don't go against the Commonwealth. Uh, Bronco Devil says he never heard about Ken Palm until now. Yeah, it's a it's a in, if you subscribe, it's even got more tools. But yeah, it's a it's a go it's it's a must have for college basketball. It just because yeah, the truth is, especially for brackets, there's a lot of trends involving Ken Palm when it comes to brackets. I forgot if it was top ten. Or top three, is it top ten or top three for teams with top uh, offense and defensive efficiency have won the title like each of the last like seven years? The top three or top ten? Uh, I want to say top three. I thought it was top three. So just to throw that back again, if a team is top three in both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency, you have a great chance to win the championship. Yep, absolutely. Bronco Devil says was uh, a one taken a uh, LaTeX under fifty eight. 52-36 final learned from you guys about North Texas. Uh, what did I say? 52? Yeah, 42-36. Sorry. Yeah, we talked about that land in 78. Uh, should give you guys a commission. That's right. That damn right. Um, yeah, you can if you want to. You know start, where to find me. Start that trend. Um, nah, we're, All I know is that dude, North Texas, I'm I'm kind of sad about for not making the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll be in the NIT. It's a reminder. You can still bet team totals in the NIT. Yeah, and there's, so, and there's less there sharp go. action. There's yeah. less people paying attention to it. The, the further down you, can, you go. You can really find, especially with motivation question marks for mm-hmm. some of these teams. Yes. There's a lot of value to be found in some of these minor tournaments. What are the most important stats to look at with Kim Palm? Um, by the way, uh, we're, of course, kidding. We, we love doing what we do. We, we get, I get more pleasure out of picking winners for other people than I do winning money myself. Um, it's, it's weird, but I, I know you probably don't feel that way yet. But I mean, I'm being honest. It's fine. Like, no, I, you're fine, dude. If people want to send me something, you can. I don't yeah. ask for anything. No, you're good. And, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, if you like, and I, that's why, you know, I have a premium service. So I, I'm certainly not going to uh, denigrate that. But, you know, if you want more bank picks, you can certainly get the premium service over there at Winners and Winers. Uh, I think it was top 10. Um, the only Bronco, pound... you misphrased that. It's not cheap beer. I'm not paying for it. So it's free beer. It's and be... I'm in. If he as long as he doesn't he send something good from college, I don't care how much you pay for it. I'm not paying anything for the beer. You're getting Lone Star, free. buddy. You're getting Lone Star. Um, I'm just saying, everybody knows the best type of beer is free. So the second best type of beer is there is something free. you look at other than offensive efficiency? I would say they're almost equal, uh, James. As far as those the three stats: offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, and tempo. It's that's... tempo is the most important for me because that is almost the sole factor for actual totals. Yeah, for me, tempo's huge. 
Of course, you of, you don't want to exactly take a an over blindly with tempo if both offenses are three twenties in offense efficiency. But usually, you try to do whatever you can to predict as much as you can about a matchup. Well, and I talked about you can determine. Sorry, if you can determine the actual speed that the game is played at, usually you can at least piece together the rest of the puzzle. See, and I I talked yesterday. I like to incorporate basically shooting and tempo into into one synthesized figure and to me that's number of shots allowed and number of shots taken so that's kind of what i'm looking at as well but i i look at offensive efficiency defensive efficiency and the tempo now if you want to factor in luck (laughs) i don't know how much credence i put in that because they'll tell you that providence is the luckiest team in america all they do is win baby all they do is win. So I don't really factor in luck. Occasionally, I'll look at strength of schedule. Occasionally, but at the end of the day, it all gets morphed into what conference you play in. So like I, I, you can't really factor that in for that much. I have to go to a different site though for rebounding rate. I kind of wish Ken Palm had that, but yep. they don't. So I have to look for a different site there. But the main three for me: adjusted offensive efficiency, adjusted defensive. And tempo. Those are my main things. And if you're a numbers geek, you can read about how they're adjusted and how they, and how they synthesize yeah. the uh, true figures down. Detroit Lenny with the quote of all time, my favorite beer is the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thanks, J.R. Black. I appreciate that, by the way, brother. Bronco Devil says, natural <laughs> light, 18-pack it is. Get some natty light, buddy. You're a you're you're down there. Bronco Devil's in Texas. You're going to get Lone Star. You're going you're gonna to get Lone Star beer, man. That's it. There are worse beers out there. Are there? Are you uh, sure? Are. I don't know if I can fully roast the beer that I want to name, but are they it's a... an animal and it's the color red. Okay. All right. Very good. You can piece together the rest. Will the showtime be the same next week during March Madness? Yes. Especially mm-hmm. since we have a, a a set schedule now, it will be the same. Um, and as far as I know, we're still doing our NASCAR show. Nobody's told us to stop doing our NASCAR show yet, even with the merger. So... It was nice of him to leave us that extra hour so we could keep doing our NASCAR show. It's a it was a bloodbath last week. So if you want to see, I think the NASCAR show it's not even just about the profit. It's like it might be the loosest form of broadcasting that we actually have. Did certainly is the, that. Yeah. Oh, for us, absolutely. Yeah, for us, of course. No question about it. There are definitely worse beers out there than Lone Star. Really? Okay. Well, Weedman. You got we have Weedman up there in Wisconsin. No, but I think that might be a good thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's a I'm lone... assuming you're not mentioning it because it's good. There's a Lone Star in my fridge. Okay, fine. All right. Lone Star is great. Okay. Lone yeah, right. Star beer loves to party. That's for all the old people out there. What else are you looking at today, my friend? So, of course, everyone pretty much only wants to talk about college. I had to play the day in the NBA. I got I to gotta look at Colorado. And the truth is, I kind of like Colorado on the money line. I don't know why Arizona's laying 10, especially with one of their best players potentially being out for the year. If you're not aware of that, one of their best players got injured yesterday. And I we've seen teams that might be able to piece together a little bit at some point after missing one of their best guys to kind of rally the troops a little bit. The first game after, after you barely beat Stanford yesterday, I gotta like Colorado here. You? Yeah, Colorado team's playing playing good basketball right now, and I think I think it it, it could be a rally the troops situation for Arizona. You kind of worry about that a little bit, but I think it's going to be too big of a chunk for them to uh, to cover that number. 
Bronco Devil says he's got a Shiner Bach. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm all about the Shiner Bach. That's good beer. By the way, I'm going to butcher the name, but of course I'm talking about Kreisa. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Kreisa. Yeah, we've both been avoiding the name. But Either think... way, the point is, I can't say that he's a great, great player by any means, but he's definitely been a nice, I'd say, guard, at least for depth purposes. He also had the triple-double against Utah on February 24th, so he's had a couple of big games. At the end of the day when you lose a guy who you're used to giving a bunch of minutes to, you kind of suddenly have to scramble when it comes to finding new rotations. I would not be surprised to see Arizona look a little bit out of whack, at least for the immediate future. Agreed. Agreed. Bronco devil, Illinois, kill your parlay. Yeah, dude. I always like to start my day with the 1130 game and loses. I do think if you want a long shot though, Colorado might be worth something. Yeah. I think there's a sprinkle on the money line there. Absolutely. Yeah, the uh, Illinois missing the, well, toying with their food, uh, playing with their food for the whole game and then missing the layup at the end was not my friend. Especially That was to, t- that was to tie or take the lead? That was take the lead. They were down that one. That was take the lead, right? Yep, yep, yep. Ha, sigh. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's and it sucks because, of course, uh, and because I'm looking, well, Houston's going to lose anyway. No, Houston rallies. They win big. And, uh, of course, I was up big over Rutgers after fucking around with them. for So, yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up, Bronco Devil. Uh, JC, it's, it's definitely possible that Arizona can continue playing well without him. I'm just saying there, it is another area of uncertainty that you kind of have to throw in there. I can't just ignore the injury. Here's my here's my question. Somebody said that Arizona's got nothing to play for. Can they? Are they a guaranteed one even with the injury if they lose to Colorado today? The truth is yes. Okay. I think that if they lost to Stanford, I would make an argument, no, they'd be a two. Okay. Winning the first game, locked them a one. and three. Okay. All right. Yeah, like, fair if enough. they lose to Colorado, they lose to a tournament caliber team. Yep. Stanford wasn't going to make the tournaments. That would have been a really bad loss. I think Arizona clinched a one seed. However, I can't say there's nothing to play for because, of course, the consolation prize of every team is to win the conference tournament title. Mm-hmm. So Arizona's still trying to go for some hardwood. Hardware. Hardware. Yeah. Yeah. I, I realized. They're trying to go some for some hard, hardware hard, some hardwood hardware. Yeah, some hardware on the hardwood. There you go. Uh Nova minus two and a half at Yukon. Or well, I mean, against Yukon, it's a uh, obviously neutral site game. This was a home series, man. Um Connecticut hasn't covered either time. They they won the last one, but they just won it by two. Um, how do you feel about this, bud? I'll let you go first because you clearly already are leaning one way. Um, I just i i i like this i like this UConn team. Um, I, I'm just not i i have more confidence in them at this point than I do Nova. I'm I don't know that they are. Uh, I don't know that they're going to win outright. But again, I think it's going to be a one possession game. If it's close, give me the points. I'll take the two and a half. With uh, with UConn, you? I think I'm going to go Nova here. I know UConn managed to beat Villanova earlier this season. It involved, I don't want to say a massive collapse by Villanova in the final 45 seconds, but it wasn't good. Villanova's just dominated the series in the last couple of years. And even though UConn is a team that I do like, and I think they're pretty good, Villanova has just had Connecticut's number in previous years, two and a half, I think might be a bit of an overreaction to Villanova struggling yesterday against St. John's. I think Jay Wright gets back on track. I'll lean Villanova, 
it's a game I will sit back and watch but not play. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I think there's a uh, too many too many other good plays out there. Um, I do think though the total seems a bit low. I actually don't mind the over there. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay with that. Um, I was looking here. So Polly is going to play. Okay, good. That's that's what I wanted to see. All right. Um, three seven plus plus one sixteen seems like a farm play. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris is an erratic shooter. That is that is true. Um, I don't think he's a great player, but I do think that it's important when you have a guy who's used to getting so many minutes, and suddenly you throw in a seventh man, and suddenly he's starting. I have to wonder about chemistry with the new lineup. And chemistry is extremely underrated. There's no way to quant- there's no way to actually quantify it, but I am wondering if the new rotations might take a little bit of time to adjust to. Yeah, it seems like it goes one of two ways, and you often see this when they're missing like a, a big man. You'll see them like adjust their style, and they'll and they'll play yeah. completely different. And they'll play, and the other team's not ready for it. They don't have tape on them playing that way. Um, Peter Wolf asking about St. Peter's at Quinnipiac or playing against the the Quins, the Quinnipiac. What are well, he's talking about them winning the tournament? Yeah. I can't what, what, say I mind. True, this is where we at. When is, I own a loss, is this the semis. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. The point is, when I own a loss, I'm sure every other team in the conference broke open the champagne because everyone just assumed Patino was going to get back to the NCAA tournament. Right. And they ended up losing. Uh, they choked the game away. But the fact that now the big dog in the conference is not there, I don't mind taking a shot with the hottest team right now. Mm-mm. I think St. Peter's is pretty good. Yeah, and they are, and they are the hottest team, and they have. Uh, they have. Do you taken... know what St. Peter's is? St. Peter's. You mean, oh, you mean what their what their uh, what the their mascot. mas their mascot is? They're the uh, oh, they're the peacocks. Peacock. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They're the and and Quinnipiac is what Scott? Oh boy, I know it's like a tiger. It's a tigerish. It's like it's a cat type of. Oh god, it's not Panthers. <laughs> so close you're in the you're in the right I, jungle. I, I know exactly like the family and the logo i'm trying to it's the cat family it's just the cat family yes oh god we're gonna have to call time on this time is money I, buddy. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just gonna it's the bobcats thanks here. for playing it's the bobcats yeah cool. is that what you're good i knew it was a cat of some kind damn it uh jc stone said if arizona loses tonight it won't be because of crystal being out it will be because of arizona arizona will uh back off well, I also just think Col- I think Colorado's pretty good. So I think that it's not just like I'm blindly assuming they're going to struggle just because. Colorado's also been really good for the last couple of weeks. So I do think that it can go both ways. I just don't think Arizona should be laying 10. It seems a little bit rich to me. Holy shit, JB. Tips off in five minutes. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, Tulane Temple. Got a couple of injuries here. Who's hurt? Who is hurt for uh, Jalen Cook? His question was, is he out? I mean, I'm assuming he's out. Uh, uh, quick. I mean, I find it fascinating that Temple was 17 and 11 and Tulane was 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. And yet Temple is getting one and a half here. Yep. I know. I know. It seems like Tulane might be the play on principle. The under would be my play. Totals drop from 138 to 135 and a half. Yep. But it does seem like they're expecting a lower scoring game and Temple's not exactly an up-tempo team. I don't mind the under. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a 
I'm with you there. I would probably go the other way as far as I would lean Temple. Um, I'm just mentioning the side there does seem trappy. I want to see, and I want to check. I want to check those injuries real quick. Um, well, the game actually just started. So oh, it did it really? Oh, oh, such a heartbreaker. All right, I hate well, when that happens. Good chat. Oh, yeah, it's it's on the TV in front of me. Sorry, I wouldn't even. That shows you I wouldn't even pay attention. Why Oming able to take out Boise? I don't think so. We. Both I don't think so either. Are not I, a- I actually did watch the fourth quarter, or not the fourth quarter, sorry, the last four minutes of the Wyoming-UNLV game. And Wyoming won. It was a rock fight. It wasn't a good game of basketball, but they hit a big three late. I know we keep talking about the Missouri Valley being an underbetter's dream yeah. in the conference. Is the Mountain West tournament giving them a run for their money? Because if you look at the games yesterday... The totals weren't even close. Well, you've got, yeah, that's true. And you've got ridiculously good defenses out there and teams that play at a fucking snail's pace. You've got Boise even State. Colorado State's game was like 104. See, that's that I don't understand. Because you've got San Diego State, Boise State, Air Force. Um, who else am I missing that plays, that plays slow like that, that grinds it? Those are really. Wyoming plays? Not Wyoming really. Not really. Um, Boise, Boise plays fantastic defense. They're another great defensive team. I like Boise there. Um, yeah, I was I, I was high on the Wyoming train a while back, but I think this uh, defense doesn't tend to go cold. So I'll take. I just think Boise has more offensive weapons. Yep, I'll take Boise. Uh, Wyoming beat them up there in Laramie, but I think they uh, I think they get it done in Vegas. I am keeping an eye on those totals though, because if you look back at yesterday's card with the totals in that tournament. Bunch of unders, yeah, and not even close. Yeah, keep an eye, keep an eye on the uh, on the Thomas and Mac there in Vegas with the numbers. I'm probably going to keep betting unders in there. No, I mean, until think. they actually go a couple over, I'm going to keep betting the under. Beat me, beat me. Zach Vaughn yeah. says he's going to make a quick trip, be back for NASCAR. Cool. All right, buddy, let's do it. Let's get to it. It is Friday. It's time. That's the it's man. It's time to put in those good overalls. Those good those good Friday overalls. You know the ones, the fancy ones. The buttons are still shiny, Scott. I know you got a pair. Um, of course. <laughs> put on your straw hat. Get out your keys, climb aboard that John Deere, everybody, because once again, for the last time this week, it's time to bet the farm. Thank you, Cash Cow. Scott, how'd we do yesterday? So we ended up having a team total. We had a Rice team total under 57 and a half. They scored 17 points in the first half. They finished with 50. Nice, easy winner. Cue to banjos! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! North Texas so good, even when they lose the opponent team total under cash. My God, that's just just brutal. La Tech today. All right, my friend. Oh, that what I I can't even imagine watching that game. Um, okay, buddy, what do we got cooked up for today? So we're gonna go back to college because it's all people want to talk about. It's going to be a matchup in the MAC between Ohio and Kent State. And of course, we're taking Kent State plus one and a half at minus 110 on that MGM. It's very rare you see a team that's getting one and a half points that has won 13 straight games. The Golden Flashes have been one of the hottest teams in the country. They've looked like the best team in the conference for the last couple of months. Ohio, not so much. Ohio has lost three of its last four games. Plus, Kent State has the better defense, ranks 94th in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Ohio ranks 130th. And Kent State much better at rebounding. 
The Golden Flashes rank 69th in, in a rebounding rate. The Bobcats rank 197th. Kent State, we just think, is the better team. Ohio has been a disaster either in neutral sites or on the road this season. We'll take our chances with the hottest team in the conference, getting one and a half. O-H-I, no. Kent State, everybody. That's our bet the farm play. Catching one and a half. You know what? You want to play on the money line? I wouldn't hate you there. You want to pick up a little a little extra scritchy scratch and get yourself a plus 120 or so. Knock yourself out. I think that'll cash as well. And that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Don't forget, here in about, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, we'll be uh, we'll be getting ready to uh, take a left and as, as we uh, do our NASCAR show Phoenix this week. Right, Scott? Uh, yes. There you go. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll be joined by Chris King to do the NASCAR but if you can't make that one, we understand. You guys have a great weekend. Um, hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money when you head back to the window. You guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again on Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. See you then.